With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blog Talk Radio. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. I'm winging it in Motown. Winging it. I'm winging it in Motown. Winging it. Time Losers edition of Winging at Motown Radio. Uh, Graham, JJ, say hello to the masses. No. No. I'm mad. You're mad. What what could have you so mad? At least the wings got a point, right? Isn't that <laughs> isn't isn't that like the line of the year? The 2013-14 Red Wings. Hey, at least they got a point. This, they're going to Florida Panthers their way to the to the playoffs, and then they're going to get in the playoffs, and they're going to put 20 minutes on an overtime period, and the Wings are going to look around like, wait, what? This goes longer than five minutes? What happens here? Hey, as long as they don't go to a shootout, and they get poke-checked three fucking times. That was probably the worst shootout I've ever seen from the Red Wings, seriously ever. So uh, all Paul shooters just, just not good at shootouts anymore. Well, I mean, you make the same move three times in a row. It's like, hey, Pavel, you have a lot of moves. Try something different. Yeah, Datsuk, the, the Deeker shoots, and then Franzen, the guy who who hit just an in, insanely tiny hole in the, on his first goal for the game, he tries deking. So that makes that makes sense. Ever hey, you whatever. Yeah, I expected Bertuzzi to do something silly, but I don't know. Dad took peaks when he uh, was it flipped it over. Uh, what's his name? I'm blanking. Against Chicago, Graham should know this. Crawford. He did that one yeah. move where he just kind of like yeah. dragged it back and then just flipped it over him so lightly. I don't. Has he scored since then? It feels like he hasn't. I don't even remember. That was a long time ago. Whenever that happened, but well, that goal might have even been against Miami. How long ago it was? <clears throat> you know what? It yeah. actually might have been, and that was like, wasn't that like two years ago, three years it's ago? St- it still feels like that long. I mean, Miami has been there since they won the cup, but ooh, that's neither here nor there. I mean, in actuality, yes, at least they did get a point. As annoying as that phrase is, I, I mean, you've lost five straight games. At least four of them have come in overtime, so you've gotten four points. Well, they've they've lost what four straight in either overtime or a shootout. Think about Final. this. I know the last two in a shootout, the two before that in regu- regular overtime, and then the one before that in regulation. All right, so throw out the one in regulation because I don't want to think about that one. So they've lost four straight in extra time. They've earned four points out of eight. If you think about it this way, say they had gone two and two in that stretch, two wins and two losses in regulation, they would have earned the exact same amount of points. So. Does that make it harder to take that they've earned the points because they they're losing, or do we say mm, glass half full? They're still earning fifty percent of their points in their last you know four games. It's not good, but it's it's got well, to turn around. It, it's it's both because the ha- obviously you're you're happy to at least have those four points, but at the same time you've left four points on the table that you could have gotten. So instead of four points, you could have eight. And more points is better than less points. More points, more fun. What? uh... Oh, I forgot what I was going to ask now. Have they had leads, third period leads, in each of these last four games? No. 
trying to remember. The the lightning game they came back and scored and tied it. Right, right. And I believe what who did they play before that? The Winnipeg game they came back and tied it as well. So at least two of the four they've come back and tied it late. They were because down. Tonight yeah, right. Tonight, I mean it was oh well they blew another lead, they blew another lead and it's like, wait, I don't think I think they've been coming back and winning games. Yeah, and then well, going or coming back, back and, and sending games and to overtime. So I'm not sure. I'm confused. I don't know. Well, at least let's look at some of the positives from tonight. Franzen did score two goals. He had an assist on the third goal. You know, he's he's back. He's streaky. He's hot now, right? So we can all get off his back for a few days and then get all pissed off when he hasn't done anything in the next five. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, he looked good tonight, uh, minus the shootout attempt, which I don't, that doesn't count. But uh, I thought this was, I mean, this was Fronten's best game since the Colorado game. He actually looked engaged. He was, uh, he had energy. I, he was kind of, he was involved in both ends of the ice. I know they pointed out the one uh, kind of defensive miscue that he made uh, on the good chance in the third period there, but. Um, I mean, overall, I thought he had a good game. I mean, that line was that line was dynamite tonight. Uh, Helm, Franzen, and Tatar. And, and you, you, I mean, you know, how many times did they say Tatar wasn't supposed to play tonight? And you, you think maybe you get a little more from Franzen because he's got two younger guys, two younger guys who are fast, and he's got to keep up with them, so he's got to take it to that extra level a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Might be somewhat who of a knows? I mean, that might be. Um you know, just I don't know. I mean, you know, they were shown that Washington's more of a physical team. Maybe he just kind of got engaged early on, and uh, you know, found a little bit of that. Uh, I want to say anger, but you know, kind of some of that drive that he gets. You know, he plays better with like a controlled anger. You know, where he's kind of pissed off, but not like over the top mad. That's that's the way. Franzen plays best, so tonight he had that a little bit. And he, I mean, you know, his shots went in too. That first one, I think, was probably kind of a more of a relief thing than anything else. The second one was a bit lucky. I mean, horrible angle off the goalie, off the post, and in. You know, it's, it depending on who scores it, that's that's either a, a you know kind of a, a lucky bounce or a goal scorer's goal. So um, I don't know. <laughs> I see what you're saying. If Drew Miller does that, it's a lucky goal. I can see what you're saying. Franzen does that. Yeah. Hey, he's talented. Goal scorer's goal. Hey, you know, he's just he's getting his hands back. Yeah. Whatevs. I mean, it was it was good to see Tatar have another good game. I mean, it, it kind of gets to the point where he has to be playing every game now. I mean, granted, you, you don't have anyone to scratch if Weiss and Alfredson are both hurt, but it, it he, he, you can't scratch this kid. He's just playing too well. I don't know what his Corsi numbers are, but he's had the eye test. <laughs> I approve. He he is playing extremely well. Um, there's I don't think there's any question. He belongs in the lineup day to day, uh, and he belongs in the top six. I mean, he he makes the top six better uh, than anybody else the only way i would put him down out of the top six would be if weiss and alfredson were both 100 percent healthy and then you could put tatar on a line with helm and somebody maybe an abdicator i mean I, like I, that. I almost say those guys weiss and alfredson get healthy just leave that franzen helm tatar line together Make that the third line or whatever, or your 2B line, and then you can have Weiss and Alfredson and someone else be that other line. Because, I mean, Franzen and Weiss weren't playing well together anyway. You know who I'd like to see on that line with Weiss and, and Alfredson? I, I think... Oh, I didn't think you were going to say that. Who did you think I was going to say? I love Nyquist, but... Oh, well, shit. No, if I mean, we Nyquist comes up, I want him on a line with Tatar and Franzen. Oh, that would be a good line. Or, or I, it would. Who plays center though? Mike was could play center. I, I think, 
I almost be you either just put Nyquist on that with Alfredson and Weiss, or you move Franzen back with that line. Hopefully, they finally start clicking, and you go uh, Nyquist, Helm, Tatar, and then they just outskate the shit out of everybody because they're all really yeah, whatever. But he's not coming for a long time. So. No, he isn't. Uh, you can. I mean, we can sit and piss and moan about everything with uh, you know with Nyquist should be up, and uh, we've we've beaten it. To beyond death, it's like unless they make the trade, people, he's not here till January, and that could exactly. be in delay January. So stop holding your because breath. yeah, because that's the issue. Is because once he comes up and he, he plays two back. games, his waiver exempt status is gone, which means if you want to send him back down, and let's face it, he's the one going back down at this point, then you've, you you you're going to lose him. You're going to lose him if you put well, him on waivers. No, I think at that point you wave, they would waive someone else, but. Potentially, uh, but whatever. No, they what? they didn't they didn't play poorly tonight. No, I thought they had a good second period. I mean, the the, the start wasn't the best, obviously the the light goal, but I wasn't frustrated tonight by any means, like I have been during some of the games recently, where I was just annoyed. It just annoyed the piss out of me. I mean, if we're going to keep talking about positives, obviously your favorite player in the entire world. He had a good game tonight, other he than did. that hooking penalty. Whatever. He's a rookie. Rookie mistake. They killed it. I'm cool but, with uh, it. Uh, he's he's a pretty good hockey player. He, oh, man. I mean, his outlet pass from the defense, from his own zone, is the best we've seen since Rafalski. Because I don't count Lidstrom because he was amazing at everything, so it doesn't count. Right. Beyond Lidstrom, they haven't had a player who can make that at first pass, that breakout pass like that since Rafalski. And he's he's still a rookie. I mean, he's he's conceivably going to get better. And look what he can do now. I mean, he, he's 23, like about though. Him, he's very old. Well, I mean, from rookie standards, yeah, but... The thing I like about him is he plays a smart game. He's not flashy. He's not going to uh, you know, make you jump out of your seat and just go, holy shit, did you see that amazing, and, you know, that kind of thing. He just, he's, he's calm, he's, he's cool, he's got a lot of patience with the puck. You know, he takes his time. He never seems rushed. I don't know what it is. He just, he just never seems like he ever is panicking. And well, it's, it's all... Go ahead, continue. Well, I was going to say, just that's that's crazy for a 23-year-old guy who's played 30 games in his life in the NHL. And it's one of those things, like with defensemen, when you don't notice them, that's a compliment in most cases. But when you with the Kaiser, you don't notice them. But then when you do notice them, it's like eight times out of those ten times you notice them, it's a positive thing he's done and not for negative reasons. And he, he played the majority of the game with Quincy tonight, correct? Uh, Yeah, I believe he played with Quincy tonight. And I he, he, other than that first goal, I don't really recall ever noticing Quincy tonight. Well, uh, he had I one mean, back check on a dead turnover, but, you know, I mean, he people were kind of like, okay. you know, he, he, was, he was on the ice for the tying goal. But I mean that that to me that looked to be I mean with a bad a bounce, but there was pass. also um I mean Dasik was right there too. I think that was just more of a, a bad bounce and a little bit of off positioning, but um I thought Quincy had a good game overall. How was Nicholas Backstrom the first star? Well, he scored a shootout goal. He scored the goal. That's how it works. Wasn't Ray Emery the third star tonight? <laughs> Howard should have gone down and fought Holtby, and then he would have gotten a third star. Brian Hedger, fuck you. That blocked me. Oh, boo-hoo. I would I have blocked you, too. I, that's, that's the problem, though. I don't know why. I really don't I really don't understand why he did. Because you're a blogger. Go back to your mom's basement. Whatever. What's, uh, what was your opinion of Howard tonight? Especially on that first goal. 
My buddy texted um, me. It was a rebound. Jimmy Howard, you know, Zach being shitty Jimmy Howard. I thought he played okay. Yeah. Um, I thought he was all right. I, I you know, I, the first goal was a rebound. Yeah, it happens. Um, second goal was, what are you going to do? I mean, Ovechkin just got that puck up very quickly, giggity. And then the third goal, I mean, he kind of made that first. I To this, I still don't know what it bounced off of. Um, it was just kind of a weird situation. He was kind of caught out of position, but I don't know. And then he he made two pretty good saves in the in the shootout on uh, Ovechkin and um, Oh, I Kravon. thought the Ovechkin save was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's a great save. Yeah, he got fooled on the Backstrom goal, but quite honestly, that move by Backstrom, was that's a nice move. I mean, that's just... That, there you go. There's a goal scorer's goal. He just he waited. He was patient, and he waited for Howard to make the move, and he did, and slipped it between his legs. I mean, that's he, he did exactly what none of the Red Wing shooters did. So I, I mean, I, I don't think you put this loss on on uh, on Howard. Um, I don't think he necessarily had a a bad goal or a, a bad game at all. Uh, you know, I don't know. Who it's not like the other game. You know, against Winnipeg, where he bid on that uh, on that second goal. Uh, you know, where he had something like that. He didn't have that tonight. So. We do ultimately have to blame someone. Uh, I'm going to blame Michael Samuelson. Somehow, it is his fault. Not sure how, but uh, yeah. There's a com- I, I, I think it's a combination of Samuelson, Cleary, and Smith's fault tonight. I. What was Cleary's ice time? I mean, he was—he just seemed like he was playing fourth line minutes most of the night. He played fourteen minutes, just the one second under fourteen minutes. Samuelson played eleven minutes. He was the lowest on the team. Anderson was twelve minutes, and Abdulkader was fourteen. Tatar, sixteen minutes. It's important. Important. And you know what? I mean, it was—it was good. If there is a positive from this, it's that Tatar finally got time late in a game, especially with an in-game that was close. You know, because he oh, deserved... Okay. There was, like, less than a minute left. They had the face-off in their own zone, and he was out there. In yeah. high game. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't get this. I never have never understood why they won't play him, because if you're going to... If you're going to roll with some youth in the lineup, you got to put him in these situations every once in a while, because how else are they going to learn? Uh, you know? I mean, I get protecting them a little bit, but there comes a point where it's like you can't protect them. Like your children, you know? Every once in a while, you just have to be like, here, just throwing you into traffic. Don't get Absolutely. hit. Absolutely. The children analogy, I definitely understand. Yeah, you should. You That's bang on. As a father of four, you know. <laughs> Speaking of children, though, uh, one of the, the kids on the team who... You know, I, I guess I'll, I'll throw an Advocator, too. Advocator and Anderson, just kind of not really doing much out there. I guess Anderson, a little bit to the lesser extent, because at least he's playing shorthanded time, over three minutes of shorthanded time today. But Advocator, played about 14 minutes, played neither specialty situations, minus one, just not. I, you know, you, they, you take him off that top line with Datsuk and Zetterberg and <sighs> trade him. <laughs> like, oh, you can't trade him until after the Olympics because he's going to be such a stalwart for the U.S. Olympic team. Oh, of course. <laughs> him and but, Dan, uh, Cleary. Dan Cleary is going to end up on the Canadian Olympic team. I've already resigned myself to it. So it's one of those things that if, if he got traded, like he's not probably going to get traded, but if he did, I'd, would any of us really miss him that much? He is a he is a a number six forward, maybe number five with the right players or a bottom six forward if he doesn't if he can't play with the right players. I mean, he got put into a good situation last year and he took full advantage and I mean he's not gonna be a guy that's gonna create offense on his own. He hasn't been in his career so far. He doesn't have the speed of a Darren Helm or anything like that where he could kind of play up in that you know, and play that role within the top six. So no, if Abdulkader got traded, I think that there are plenty of other Abdulkaders within the system currently. Oh, there's probably a bunch of the team now. Um, I mean, he was 67% on face-offs. I don't know how many of them he took. 
67% probably. Six, he, he took three and one, he's two four, of them. He's four and two. Okay. So, you know, I mean, he's he was pretty good in that regard. But, I mean, you know, he's he's just kind of there right now. I mean, that's his role, really, is be a physical presence. Now that you don't have 2-2. Two, two. You know, Abdicator is probably the most physical of the Red Wing forwards, right? Now, I, I guess I should say he did tie for the lead and hit tonight for the team with four. So oh, well, I'll give him that credit, I guess. With Cleary was the other player. <laughs> I'll call that generous home scorekeeping. Yeah, no kidding, right? Drew Miller had six shots. See, this is what I'm saying. Well, three of them what? came on like that flurry right in front of the net. <laughs> you know what, though? He's good for one of those a game, it seems. You know, one of those where he just kind of gets behind the defense or gets even with the last guy back and gets a good scoring chance off, and then you just – and you always say the same thing. Man, Miller's working tonight. Like, every time. That always happens. But I think if you're going to move somebody up or somebody needs a – you know, if anybody's going to get promoted, let it be Miller. JJ will start tweaking his nipples. Going he probably crazy. is right now. I guarantee he is right now. This were, uh, <laughs> this were a video chat, we would be uh, be like, um, we'd have to censor it, put a warning on. We have to blur the screen. <laughs> Pixelate his nipples. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What else happened tonight? Was Erickson good? was back. So, yay, right? Played a lot of ice time. It was a minus one. Two shots. A block shot. Two hits. 28 shifts. One pretty egregiously bad turnover, but otherwise, pretty good. First game back from injury, you get the leeway, you know? Sure. I, I say, I always say, you know, first game back, especially against, the, I mean, Washington's a pretty good team. They're a fast team, so... Yeah, I mean, whatever. He'll make them better because, again, now you can move to Kaiser down to the second pairing. And stabilize that second pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was 10 even strength minutes against Ovechkin, so for ten, about 10 and a half. That's, uh, that's pretty good. And it was Cronwall's failed coverage that got Ovechkin that goal anyway. Oh, I wouldn't even call that a failed coverage. It's just, it's just insane that he got that shot off. Yeah, I mean, he was right there. It's like, I mean, outside of actually getting a stick on the puck or something, you, you, that's more, you almost have to give just a little bit more credit to Ovechkin than blame to Cronwall for that one. I mean, it's just it's just a good shot. It's you know, out of those. Like, what are yeah. you going to do? Yeah, uh, you know, outside of taking a penalty, although maybe he should have, but. Well, he did later, so, or earlier. <laughs> They just got I, it out of the way early. I mean, I I don't know. It sucks they lost and they can't get two points in a goddamn game. But third in their division, they'd be in the playoffs if, if it ended today. I mean, the, Boston and Tampa both have a game in hand, and the Wings are only a point back of Boston. So Tampa's eventually going to start losing some games with Stamkos out. Oh, only, I, I mean – no, go ahead. Just say, the only thing that really might concern me a little bit is just looking at goal differential a little bit. Their wings are minus five. The teams ahead of them are like plus 17, plus 12. Teams right behind them are plus eight. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's no question the Red Wings uh, that they need to be to play better. But, I mean, uh, honestly, my concern there is um, is Montreal – figuring out that they're actually not a bad team and Ottawa figuring out that they're not a bad team because they're kind of sitting behind. And, I mean, either one of them could go on a run pretty well, quickly. You just you just got to be better than the fourth-place team in the Metro, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the Metro division, I mean, really, who there scares anybody once you get past Pittsburgh? No, but I mean, then uh, I mean yeah. that's the, it's it, it is really early to be looking at playoff standings and stuff. But it's like there's Pittsburgh, and then you've got a bunch of teams that are Washington 
And then yeah, Washington's right behind them now. I mean, Washington's on a roll. I mean, they're playing very well lately. So, um, you know, the Rangers have gotten hot. But, I mean, Jersey, no. Islanders, if Tavares, I don't know what Tavares' status well, is. Well, I don't want anything to do with the Islanders. No, but if he's hurt for any extended amount of time, he's done. Philly, I don't care how well they're playing now. They, they're still awful. And Columbus is as, only as good as Bobrovsky. So, and Carolina is mediocre at best. So really, all Detroit needs to do is just kind of stay where they are. And that's the thing. I mean, they, I think we know they can play better. We saw it on that Western road trip, um, you know, in the three games against uh, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. I and mean, those are three good games. Yeah, Edmonton sucks and Calgary's not very good. And Vancouver is not as good as people think they are, but they're still pretty good. But they actually played their system. Even against the the last game against Winnipeg, they played a good game in that game. I mean, most nights an effort like that's going to get them two points. Um, be curious what their. I'd be curious to know what their shooting percentage is over the last few games. It it is probably just a coincidence, but it's like they win those three games on the first three games, the Western road trip, all against former Western Conference teams. Then you lose to Winnipeg. Dallas is in this mix, but then you lose an overtime to the Lightning, then you lose an overtime to Winnipeg, and now you lose an overtime to the Capitals. Is this just a, hey, we're not familiar with these Eastern Conference teams yet? We're better than them, possibly, but we're just not used to the style of play. These are teams that they haven't seen in a long time. And it's like, then we, you know, you see them winning against the teams they've been familiar with over the last 10 years or so, and then they're struggling a little bit. Against the newer teams, um, this is just kind of no, a transition. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know that it's necessarily lack of familiarity with the teams they're playing because I mean they lost to Phoenix twice, you know. Yeah, but they always lose to Phoenix. Well, not in the playoffs. No. Hey, um, who else did they lose to from the West? Lost to the Sharks. They always lose to the Sharks now. I I, I think it's just. I think the roster turnover didn't help at the beginning of the year. There was a little bit of uh, getting used to each other there. Injuries have played a part. And just general not very good play. I I don't think it's necessarily the teams that they're playing is making a difference. It's their own play is just meh. That's the perfect way. The thing about the Red Wings right now, there isn't one thing they're doing wrong. It's a lot of things they're doing. It's exactly like last year, where you looked at them, you looked at them and said, "Well, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like you pick a team and say when well, they can't score, or you pick a team and their their defense is terrible, or you look at a team and say their goaltending is awful." With the Red Wings, it's like I don't really know what's wrong with them. They're just not good. That's how I feel about them right now. Like I feel like they they're going to find a way to blow games. Well, you look at where they they played the third period up by two goals and then up by one goal for a while, and they're I mean it's not surprising they just like the simple passes just didn't connect anymore and I mean the the Caps did play a little bit more aggressively on the forecheck but there was just more panic in their game. Um, I. I I don't know. I'm guessing there it's either panic or sloppiness. One way or another, shit just wasn't happening right. And I mean, you're going to give up goals when you go into that kind of a of a shell where you just can't get any sustained pressure. They had sustained pressure for in the first period. They had sustained pressure through a lot of the second period, and then the third. I, I don't know if they were just sitting on it or whether you know they they were just trying not to lose that two goal lead, but they fucking did, and they did it again, and it. It was not surprising after after that first goal. It was like it, it felt like a countdown until until the game was tied, and it was. And God, I I don't want to to keep harping on the on the coaching because I'm not a, a fire Babcock guy, and I think that it's still way way too early to do that. But there's, I, I think that there's been a lot of questionable decisions, and I think there's been a lot of a lot of iffy things that have been coming out lately that just have me, I, I just doubt the way that things are being run right. Um, 
and I don't know if that's all on Babcock or if it's, you know, Rennie's back there, but somebody's somebody's got to shake these assholes back into playing in the third period with a two-goal lead, just like it's the first period and it's nothing-nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at the... Yeah, even in the third... Yeah. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's their the shot attempts. I mean, if you look at the I'm an extra skater now, it it stayed pretty consistent with the Red Wings. You know, above Washington, even in the after the second when it was three one. I don't know. Yeah, you can see that. I don't know. The guy about early in the third, first half of the third period. That's when they start. They they climbed another ladder there, but then there's two real long plateaus on that chart. Um, mm-hmm. Where, where just nothing was happening. So yeah. I mean, we talk about the, you know, it's it's really hard to pin down what precisely is wrong because each game that that they've lost has been in a, a slightly different manner. Like they're just finding creative ways to to screw up. But the most consistent is that when they've got that lead, they play differently and they don't play as well. And I, I think they take their their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. I'm glad Excavator finally has their Corsi figures up looking at it. Um, Michael Samuelson was on the ice for one shot attempt all game for the Red Wings. Seriously? One. Yeah. It was a shot one. on goal. But it was just yeah, that's, one. Yeah, that's shot attempt. He had, he had four minutes and 19 seconds on a power play. There was only one shot attempt. Oh, this five oh, on five. A, that's only five on five. Oh. It didn't count. Yeah, you only look at this stuff five on five. I see these stats are too fancy. These stats are too fancy. Like, yeah, well, I was watching the third period power play, and it's like, and I heard Ken Daniels go and and Zetterberg to Datsuk to Samuelson, and you can hear the <laughs> excitement drop a little bit in his voice. Uh, Cleary was on for for two shot attempts for the, and those were both shots on goal. Um, so yeah, that those sense. yeah that makes are, sense because. I mean, they played together most of the game, right? Five on five? Yeah. Look at Drew Miller. 15 four, 15 shot attempts for four against. Five on five. Now, yeah, that's I the kind know. of numbers that Tatar's been putting up lately. Yeah. Like Now, obviously, I'd want to see who Drew Miller's playing against because he's not playing against Ovechkin. Or, you know, but still, that's what you want from your third or fourth line is those? I mean, if you get those kind of numbers from your third and fourth line, uh, top uh, Capitals forward for ice time against Drew Miller was uh, Jason Chimera. Yeah, and then Grabowski was the the most uh, most common center against him. And that's yeah, so terrifying. that's your so there's your so that's your, that's your third line essentially. I love this site. It's amazing. Uh, it's really great. I just wish the shift chart would do theirs immediately after games instead of having to wait the next day. Yeah. Hmm. Did you guys see that Bat Kid stuff? We should talk about something positive there. Actually, I one heard, more I heard about it. I didn't see it, but I heard it was pretty awesome. It was. It was pretty amazing. They. Uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, there's uh, this five-year-old kid in, in San Francisco, is leukemia is currently in remission. And they, they put it out a couple weeks ago that they were going to be doing this. And they got, like, literally thousands of volunteers to help turn San Francisco into Gotham City. And he got to go around dressed like Batman. And and he took down the Riddler. And then he r- rescued the, the Giants mascot from the Penguin. And he got this parade. And they went to City Hall. And they were like, there were, there, there were, there were thousands of people packed around City Hall disguised as, as Gotham City Hall as he got, you know, recognized for saving the city. Awesome. And it was it was amazing. And they were live broadcasting it online too. I only saw the part where where he went to the, the ballpark and saved and, you know, fought the, the Riddler. Or not sorry, the penguin. Yeah, it was the like mascot uh, or something, right? Or something. Yeah, he freed the mascot and the mascot hugged him and man, I'm I'm a grown man, but they got dusty in there. So faith in humanity restored. I'm gonna rewatch that or reread that story before I go to bed tonight. In three hours, I have to write up six fucking goals. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, as a father of four, you should appreciate that, Joe. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have picked Batman, but, you know. Why would you pick Batman? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not a big Batman guy. I thought the movies were good, but. I was a big superhero Spider-Man. guy, are you? I watched Spider-Man uh, growing up, so. The car, the old Saturday morning cartoons. So. Um, I prefer Marvel. Which, which X-Men is your favorite? I love Cyclops growing up. <laughs> what? Such a deaf answer. Of course it is. No, it's a good answer. Because Cyclops is actually pretty badass. He's like the he's the guy he's, the comic book writer. Well, he was like on. the leader. And then, you know, Wolverine was always a dick to him. But I liked Wolverine too. But I always thought Cyclops was better. Because he wore those cool glasses things and he could shoot lasers out of his eyes. Like, that's awesome. I'm kind of upset because I didn't really watch that stuff, so... Did you have superheroes in Canada? Like the Mountie or something? No, we had hockey players. Oh. Idiot. Did you watch, what was it, Pro Stars? Pro All-Stars? It was Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky in a cartoon. Uh, no, I never watched it. I mean, I, I I know of it, but I never did actually watch it. I've never even heard of that. That show is pretty incredible. And they all had like things that like gadgets that were related to their sport. So Wayne Gretzky like carried around a baton that turned into a hockey stick, and he'd fire like explosive. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be like a shit. hockey stick gun. Michael Jordan, I bet he yeah. could fly, right? Was that his superpower? I don't know. He was actually my favorite character in that show, and I don't remember like a single episode. Hey, at least the power play did well. Yeah. Against the second best penalty killing team in the league. Except, you know, in the end, when in overtime, when a goal really would have come in handy. It's true. I will say, I don't like Kindle carrying the puck into the zone on the power play. I don't. I don't want that to be a thing. I know he's on the second unit and all, but I don't know. I just maybe it was just me tonight, but every time he got the puck in the neutral zone and started kind of lumbering in, because Kindle's not a great skater, I just got very nervous that something bad was about to happen. It's the Smith effect. Someone has to have that. <laughs> when he's not in the game, he transfers that power to another player. It's sometimes different every game. It just happened to be Kendall tonight. I uh, I, I chuckled. Well, I didn't chuckle because I was nervous that they were going to score. But when uh, when Kendall was carrying the puck in and Ward actually came up behind him and hit him from behind in the middle of the ice, even though Kendall was skating forward, and I thought, oh, Kendall, that's that's not something that can happen to an NHL player. You can't you can't get hit in the back while you're moving forward on purpose like that and I just kind of went oh don't don't do that please ever again oh by the way what was it like 13 minutes left in the second maybe it was the third when Bertuzzi had that kind of two on one with Zetterberg and he like passed it back yeah <laughs> and he was like wide open in the slot going towards the net yeah. and I'm like shoot the fucking puck yeah he cost us the game it's all Bertuzzi's fault it is he blew it in the shootout, too. I don't know what his... I mean, I guess he tried something different, but... He was just in oh. such a great position. Like, you got to shoot that. I don't know. Or, yeah. There's no... Applicator did that, too, as well. He had a guy coming on the far end, and he actually did shoot it, but he shot it, like, right at the crest instead of you drape I don't know why they don't do it more often you shoot you know low to the far side and see if you can sneak it by him and if nothing else so that he's going to kick it right to your teammate yeah but hey what do I know well, I, it's, I mean it's, it's it's that uh, you know high percentage play that's you're going to get a shot on net you never know what will happen there 
and maybe you can create a rebound instead of passing it back. Like that's it's not even that he tried to make a pass on a two on one. It, like Zetterberg wasn't even he was in a worse position than Bertuzzi was. It's just a dumb play. Fucking yeah, it was like a modified two on one except there was a guy that was back skating on, on Zetterberg, and I think the defenseman at that point was already skating over towards Zetterberg. He's like, Pertuzzi wants to come in for, for a breakaway, whatever. I'm just going to skate over to Zetterberg. I think he was right. Uh, you know what makes me sad is that we felt really, really good after that 5 nothing pasting of the Oilers. And I, I know it was like, oh, well, it's just the fucking Oilers. But it was five nothing, and then the Oilers are currently uh, nearly four minutes into the second period of their game at home, and they have not scored at home since before we played them. <laughs> so, like, can you can you score against other teams and at least make our shutout of you look look like an accomplishment? There are going to be teams that are going to be good, then suck, then rebuild, and get good again before the Oilers ever finish this rebuild. I mean, the Panthers, are, they are. the Panthers are going through, like, their third rebuild in the time that the Oilers are still in theirs. <laughs> they made the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. Trade them Quincy for a bag of pucks. I don't care. There was Who was it? JJ, I was telling you the other day, I think it was Drager tweeted out that, uh, God, I don't remember what defenseman was that I was talking about. Uh, it was one of the Flyers. Coburn? Oh, Braden Coburn. They offered t- three second-round picks for him, and the Flyers turned it down. I was like, shit, give him a, we'll take a third for Quincy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, really, you know, you'd like to kind of pick up the carcass of the Oilers because they said that, you know, they're not against trading their number one pick this year, which is going to be in the top half and could, <laughs> you know, turn in turn back into a, another lottery. Or, you know, they're, they might be willing to move Yakupov, even though they said no, or they may be willing to move Alex Hemsky, Although at this point I don't I wouldn't want Hemsky and I would only want Yakupov if if he came at like a really good price. But they need they need the same thing we need. They need a, a true number one defenseman. So. You can show them video of Brendan Smith playing college and, and the AHL, just just those leagues, and then trade him for their number one. I honestly I think Oilers fans do take a lot of shit from their organization and they put up with a lot of a lot of questionable decisions. I think giving up uh, what's going to be a high first rounder for Brendan Smith would get Craig McTavish yanked out of the streets and killed. <laughs> I can see Tyler Dello heading there just with a spear. Alright, we'll throw in a third round pick. Uh, that makes sense then. We're good. I'm just trying to create cap space for Goose of Nyquist, right? Might as well call up Yurko, too, right? You got to free him. He scored three goals tonight. He would have scored six if he played in the NHL. What we need to do is trade people to Florida because Dale Talon is just really stupid. I'm telling you. I would trade for Brian Campbell in a heartbeat if Florida ate half his salary. Oh, yeah. Well, like I was telling you last night, I mean, we already know that Brian Campbell looks good behind Pablo Datsu. Found that out the yeah. All-Star game a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we missed that. It was a picture of Brian Campbell with his nuts out. I can link you to it. If you send me an email, I'll, I'll send you the the full 1020 by 768 picture. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, it's not cool. Just uh, Google it and turn safe search off. 
that would he, he 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 would uh he would be a good fit there on that blue line help to move the puck out of the defensive zone who would you even pair him with de kaiser cuz de kaiser could play I like defense that as a, and, I like that as a second pairing yeah right yeah. you leave Brown play on the top to get a power play though sure absolutely and then DeKaiser's your, your stay-at-home guy, and he's your offensive guy. And then your third pair is just Quincy, Kendall, Smith, whatever is left over. Whoever you have to trade is, is off there, yeah. We'll give them Quincy or Smith or both. As long as it's not Almquist in the lineup, because he is just way too small. I don't know. Should they be playing one of those kids from Grand Rapids? Because I feel we've got the Sproul, uh, Woolett, and Almquist are all like they're going to be NHL ready next year, and we're not going to have spots for all those guys next year because Erickson's going to be resigned, right? Quincy is is probably gone. So we've got three guys that are moving up to. You got to pay them, remove. You got to play them, remove them, and you've only got really one spot open. Now. Once, well, who? Cronwell, Erickson. Smith, Kindle. You have two spots. Scroll well, last off in the Kaiser. The Kaiser. Duh. Just forgot the Kaiser. Yeah, Quincy's yeah. gonna be the only one uh, gone. That's what I was I mean last offs, whatever, you wave him or trade him, no big deal. He does nothing for me. He's your seventh defenseman. He's an admirable fill in, but I'd let him go in a heartbeat and to keep a let and sprawl. I don't know. Throw Almquist in in the trade for Brian Campbell. <coughs> yeah, he could do that. Not he's not a player that you're gonna miss. He's not someone that's gonna be like, oh, I can't believe we traded Adam Almquist in like five years. Not if years. no, no. I mean, if not if you're trading for Campbell. I mean, Campbell would be the Almquist that you would want. And if you've if you've got the supposed you know, stud D-men coming up. I don't call them studs, but better defensemen coming up like Ouellette and Sproul, you know, whenever they're going to be there, then, yeah, you can use one to trade. So they're not all going to be on the team. I mean, even to an elector. I think that we either need to be playing them at the NHL level or rotating them into the NHL level or or make a move with them. Cash on the chips. Unless you don't bring back Erickson. Like, not by choice, but because someone throws stupid money at him. Because he hits the market, yeah. I mean, you never know. It's always Even like, then, you've got three guys, and then Erickson would make spot number two. So I think you could make an, an aggressive move and still be good to go if something weird happens with Erickson. Yeah, if Erickson left for whatever reason, if he left... You've got four guys signed for next year. DeKaiser's going to get another deal. There's no question. Right. They'll probably sign him. I would bet he would get – I mean, they, they seem to like those two-year deals for RFAs, you know, to not go super crazy. So I could see him get – he's going to get a raise, though. I'd, um, I'd, almost, I'd almost argue giving DeKaiser more than two years. Lock him up. Well, I mean, he's, what, 23 23? Yeah. yeah. It's like, would so, he still be, if you give him two years, is he still an RFA after that? Uh, it I, depends on when his birthday is. It's in March. So, his con- he would sign the contract at 24. Mm-hmm. Right, because that contract would kick in when he's 24. If you sign him to two years, that takes him to, what, 26? Right. Yeah. So, I think He'd you still could be an get RFA. him... You could get him, if you sign him for a two-year deal, you still have a year before he goes UFA. So you sign him to a two-year deal, see well, then how he does, and then once you he gets to the end of that deal, seven. then you lock him up. Then you sign the five, six, seven-year deal or whatever, because by then Cronwell's pretty much going to be done, right. close to done. And at that point, Smith is either a good defenseman or he's officially a bust. He, or he'll be gone. Yeah, I right. mean, they're Kindle, not going to... Kindle's Kindle. We know what he is. He's not going to turn into... He's a second... He's a low second... He's a 4-5 guy. 
right. with some with some power play upside. Um, but by then, you've brought in probably that they seem to like him. Maybe Sproles come in at that point, but by that point, the Kaiser's your number one. Unless there's someone you bring in via trade or free agent. Yeah, right. Unless you unless you go outside the organization. I right. mean, if you're looking inside, that's the Kaiser's number one. And honestly, given his development, if he can develop an offensive side to his game, you could bring somebody in and you know have a one A one B type of situation. And you're you're seeing he has the ability. We've seen that. I mean, it's not there consistently yet, but it, it's the potential's there. I'm looking at his stats. Um, the most points he ever had in college was 17. In he had 17 in 42 games, 17 in 41 games, 15 in 35 games. So it's not like he was putting up huge points in college either. I don't think he was ever known as, as some sort of offensive guy uh, or offensive defenseman. It is college, He's, though. It is. I mean, it's different. You know, college defensemen. My understanding is uh, it's rare for a guy to be a real offensive star. I would defer to somebody who knows college hockey a lot better than I do, which, I mean, it's probably anybody who pays any attention to college hockey. But um, it's not like Canadian junior hockey where you have these uh, high-flying Canadian – or uh, Canadian uh, – high-flying defensemen that just you know rack up a shit ton of points because it's junior versus college. But, I mean, you know, Mickey said – all night long, seven points in his last nine games. It's not bad. Hey, hey, two more points tonight. I mean, he had a nice goal. He's playing on the power play now. Um, he's got a good shot. Uh, they could, I mean, Dekaiser's the kind of guy, you know, if you could get ten goals out of him, that'd be a good year offensively for him. <coughs> but, I mean, that's that's not his strength. That's not what he brings to the team. No. Uh, you know, to make him to, for him to be important. That's just like a bonus. But uh, realistically, what do you think it would take to get Brian Campbell? Well, uh, prospects. I mean, younger guys, because you got to figure Florida's going for a rebuild. Do we have – you could maybe try and get send him Dan Cleary because he was a former Blackhawk at one point. And maybe you could, yeah, maybe you could make that sell. Hey, Dan Cleary was uh, drafted by the Blackhawks. You never know. Um, Would you trade Riley Sheehan for Brian Campbell in a package for Brian Campbell? I would. I would. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the Red Wings have a a glut of forwards, forward prospects. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would let Sheehan go. Sheehan, Alquist, and a second. Would that get done? Because everybody's got to throw in a second. Let's throw in a fourth. Well, I don't. I don't. The first, I don't you're not giving up a first. A fourth isn't going to get it done, probably. But the stipulation we're, we're, would be we're not that paying both. The Florida would pay half the salary. Half. Right. I mean, that would have to be that would have to be part of that deal. Right. If it were That's to why you throw in the second. There you go. And then you have to clear $4 million in cap space. Yeah, so maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) You have have to move roster, guys. Aren't they they banking that? Is that what you were telling me earlier? (laughs) Yeah, they're banking like, I don't. I don't even know. It's two hundred thousand dollars. They'll they'll have enough to have Nyquist by mid January. Nyquist's nine hundred and twenty five thousand. That's currently buried. Uh, they will have enough to to bring him up in mid January. So, uh, doing the math on how much they would need to have enough for half of Brian Campbell's salary, uh, we're looking at July. Oh, we're, we're trading him Quincy too. I forgot to mention that. Okay, then then we're we're closer to to get there. And we'll, we'll give him Quincy throw, and Nielsen. We'll, we'll, we'll throw him a, Yeah, that would work. And we'll trade all of our not-as-good players for all of everybody else's good play, better players. And a third. And that's really that easy. I don't know why Ken Holland hasn't done all of that yet. God, what an idiot. You just got a free Nyquist, man. 
If if Nyquist was on this team right now, they would not have lost a game in regulation. <laughs> My question, and I know we're going beyond what we were talking about earlier, just but I don't want to talk about the game anymore. Cause it doesn't matter. No one wants to talk about the game. They is fuck it. The Wings have one more compliance buyout in the off season. Yes. So, do they use it? And if so, on who? If they don't use it, that's going to be a really, really, really big fuck up. You get two well, compliance buyouts. There's, there's zero. You, I don't care. It's got to be somebody who, who got signed before 2013, so you couldn't Honestly, buy out Stephen White. So, it. What? Looking at the players who aren't free agents: Anderson, Miller, Advocator, Helm, Franzen, Datsuk, Zetterberg. Well, you're not buying out Anderson seven hundred and thirty two thousand. I mean, in a year in which you've got what's that I mean, you know, not including Erickson because including Erickson because I mean technically he is coming off, you've got a lot of money coming off the books and a salary cap that probably will rise. So they're gonna have money because Samuelson's not coming back. I think there's that's that's almost a done deal. I mean, the only reason he's playing now is because of injuries. Bertuzzi, uh, I really don't know. Don't he's want him back. back or not. I don't want him back. I know he's been good so far this year. I don't think he has it in him to sustain it over an 82-game regular season and playoffs going forward. Cleary, right. he's done. Uh, I can't imagine they bring him back. Quincy, <laughs> he's probably done. Before. Of course, of course, yeah, exactly right. Uh, he's probably done. Gustafson, that I'm he, not sure of. I think he's gone. You bring up Mrazek. I, I would think so, because Mrazek's going to start to run out of um, uh, waiver options. Plus, he'll be in the last year of his deal. So It's it's Ablocator or it's Franzen? Why? I and with Ablocator... Or Miller. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's gonna it's gonna have to be one of those players because you, you're not you're obviously you can't do Datsuk because his deal was signed technically. I mean, that was an extension. Well, you don't want to. You're not gonna buy out. Those you're players. not going to anyway, and you're certainly not gonna uh, buy out Zetterberg, and you're not gonna buy out Cronwall, and you're not gonna buy out Kindle because he just signed his deal. Honestly, I'd you're rather, not gonna. I'd you're not gonna buy out one, one year of Smith. At one point two million, that's not. There's no point in that. Well, they don't have to use the buyout on a Red Wings player, but um, yeah, if they are going to use the buyout, it's going to be some. Yeah, absolutely. That is a a helpful chip. I mean, I know the the cap is going to go up next year, so people won't be teams won't be as crunched. But there's going to be guys that teams want gone, that they don't want to have to, to worry about paying anymore, and I think that that's a, a good chip that you can trade and buy out a guy for them, and that will be a sweetening of the pot for, the, for it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we would have to sweeten the pot to move some of the, the garbage we have. Yeah. I part, part of me says Franzen just because of the the cap recapture compliance shit from the new CBA. Like, that scares me. You can't trade the guy, because if he retires early or something, you get screwed. I mean, you get screwed either way if he retires, whether it's on your team or not, but it's just tough. A team that can't score. Yeah, it'd be a gutsy, gutsy move. I mean, I guess it really depends on what happens with the, the team the rest of the way this season. Like, if they end up having to commit to anything resembling a rebuild, then, yeah, they should buy out Franzen um, because then it, it kind of doesn't matter. You you need that space to see if, you know, Martin Furk will turn into a, a dominant scorer more than you need Franzen potentially fucking up your cap situation a few years down the road. Well, Furk's a long way away. The dude's playing in Toledo right now. Right, man. If you commit to a rebuild, yeah. if you commit to a rebuild, you know, guys like 
Pitchfork and Mantha are are going to get some time. Well, I was thinking more like Yurko, Yarnkronk, Mantha, Sheehan, my boy Ferraro. Your boy. Wow, you've completely divorced Brendan Smith, haven't you? You've already no, got a no. new boy. No. I already claimed twice. That's going well for me. <laughs> You're like a you death. <laughs> it was like right before he got hurt, I told JJ, I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone this because they'll blame me because he sucks, but I like Weiss. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, they've announced that uh, Gustafson is starting tomorrow for against the Islanders. Which I feel like that's expected. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean. a win. I'll call it right now. I guarantee it. Guarantee it? Yeah. All right, let's make a bet. Personal JJ guarantee. The Red Wings will win tomorrow. Let's make a bet. Why, do you, why would you bet against this? They're going to they're gonna lose in overtime. Okay, but if they lose in regulation, you don't uh, you don't win the bet. Okay, then Graham wins the bet. Or if they lose in a shootout, you also no. don't win the bet. No, that's, I get overtime and shootout. Non-regulation loss. All right, I'll give you overtime and shootout. Uh, what's the uh, the wager then? A beer at the Winter Classic. A beer at the Winter Classic. All right. We have, I don't know, how many witnesses? Oh, witnesses. Enough. Yeah, there's a bunch in the chat. They're probably listening still, right? There's, there's uh, like there's 13 people of, in the chat. 12. There's a lot of sleepy faces near to the next to those chats. Yeah, if <laughs> they've, they've they're looking at porn now. Wait, you guys aren't? They all went to go Google. No, I wait. No, well, should we say goodbye then? Sure. Should we do our predictions for the rest of the week? How many games do they have this coming week? Uh, we'll play? go to Carolina because we'll likely do this again on Thursday. If it fits in everyone's schedule. Cool. Yeah, you know I'm on vacation all next week, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll just go the rest of the month. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I may be able to do next Thursday. I don't know. No, it's your kind of a weird week. Yeah, we're vacation from work. This is blogging. It's not work. No, you're, not go- you're not going anywhere? You're not going to Las cool. Vegas? No, I'm like leaving the blog for a month and a half or two? No, I'm traveling during that week, but I'm not like going to, to party. It's family affair stuff. Uh, okay, well, they're going to lose in overtime tomorrow. And then they're going to win like 5 nothing against the Predators. And then they're going to lose in overtime to the Hurricanes. I'm going to say they will win in uh, in regulation tomorrow. And then they will win against the Predators. And then they will win against Carolina. Because when, when they win, they win in streaks. So, of at least three. I am going to say that they're going to lose tomorrow because they always lose to the Islanders no matter what. That just happens. That's a thing. But then they will they will beat the Predators by at least four, and then they will beat Carolina by one with a late third-period goal from Darren Helm. And and they'll probably lose like six to one to the Senators. <laughs> but they'll definitely beat Buffalo after that because it's Buffalo. They've got. They're gonna lose. What'll happen? They'll lose like nine to one tomorrow, and then their all their buses on the way to the airport to fly uh, to. Are they playing in Nashville? Or it's in Detroit, isn't it? It's in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. They go to New their York buses to go to the airport. Will crash, and they'll all have bro- broken legs. Like they won't be like dead or anything, but just like broken legs, and they're all out for the year. And then they'll call up the Griffins, and the Griffins will win the Stanley Cup, and it will be amazing. And then everyone else on Twitter will be happy because they finally freed Nyquist. Yeah. <laughs> we would just need
Yeah, that's a bold prediction. Which defenseman to irrationally hate, no matter what he does? Well, Brendan Smith is hurt, so he probably won't be traveling with the team. So you'll still be able to hate him, right? Sweet. (laughs) He'll be the only player that that survives. And somehow Samuelson. Do you guys have any final hockey-related thoughts? The Oilers are not a very good hockey team. JJ. Uh, Randomly fuck Thomas Hurdle. Hate that guy. All right. I just want to laugh because Tyler Sagan scored four goals. (laughs) Louis Erickson has four goals this year. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Good good job, Boston, trading away Phil Kessel and Tyler Sagan. Solid effort right there. Cool. So for I like how your Bruins fandom just uh, it wasn't Bruins fandom; it was just Sagan fandom. So well, I never denied. I never denied liking Sagan. I was always pro Sagan. We've seen that happen. Like with uh, there have been a few people who like just flat out become Lightning fans since Sopla left. Well. They just followed Phil That's you with the Bruins. Yeah, but there's a difference between liking a player and like, oh, the player I like switched – the player I liked on my team went to another team, so I'm just going to forget 25 years of being a Red Wings fan and go like that other team. Like, you don't do that. That's stupid. You are a stupid fan if you do that. (laughs) A stupid fan, yes. I'm telling people how to be a fan, and I'm right, and you're wrong. So, I am correct in my analysis. No, but you can like players of other teams. But you, you, like, I want to see Sagan score 30 goals so I get that bold prediction correct. But if Sagan's playing the Red Wings, I want him to score zero goals, and I want the Red Wings to curb stop him. So. That's fair. That's just, you, you have that line. But if he's playing any other team in the NHL, cool, he can score four goals a night. It's fantastic. How it should be. I'd be okay with that because I predicted Dallas would finish in front of Vancouver in the standings. So, second scoring four goals every night probably help that. Exactly. So, for JJ and Graham and uh, Tyler, who couldn't be with us tonight, RIP. Uh, it's been winging it in Motown Radio. Let's go, Red Wings. Winging it, 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 winging it